Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to C103's Cork Today podcast. Phone and text lines are currently closed. We're off to the Islandwood Veterinary Clinic, part of the Mill Street uh, Veterinary Group, where I'm joined by Jane Pickett. Uh, good morning. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you're very welcome to the programme. OK, lots of uh, questions in. A lot of them are behavioural ones. Uh, but firstly, uh, because unfortunately we weren't able to make contact with you last week and we had a string of questions in uh, last week to do with fireworks and bangers going off and dogs being absolutely terrified. Just to remind listeners again your general advice to try and keep the pets a little bit calmer at this time of the year. Yeah, absolutely. This time of year, kind of leading from Halloween up to up to Christmas, tends to be a really stressful one for noise-sensitive pets. They really don't like the noise, and some of them even don't like the vibration of it. It can be a real challenge. I think the main points really are make sure that they're secure inside the house, so locked in, or if they have to go out to do their wheeze and poos, that they go on a lead so they're secure. Make sure they have identification on them, so uh, an, a name tag on their collar, and make sure they're microchipped in the so they're the basic safety measures but to make things easier for them create them a little kind of den I think if you have a crate or something like that or a little castle somewhere that they can voluntarily take themselves into or come out of that is kind of closed in on top that might kind of muffle the noise and the vibration a little bit of the fireworks and the bangers and cover it over with some heavy blankets so they kind of have a little den to go into don't force them in there just give them the option some of them you might set up the most beautiful den in the world and they'll find themselves in other spots of hiding and that's fine just let them do their thing i think the main thing is is if they are fearful or anxious they will try and hide and that's okay in this situation i wouldn't be trying to let's say bring them out into the, the living room with the family to keep them distracted just let them do their thing other things you can do to try and mask the noise is put on the radio in the background probably slightly louder than you would and um, again just to mask the noise um and i think the main thing is don't feed back into their anxiety if you can. So if they are showing kind of anxious, fearful behaviour, just check they're okay and then leave them to it. If they see you getting super stressed and worried and checking in on them every two seconds, they'll go, hey, okay, these loud bangers are happening. I'm worried. And now my owner is acting really strange. So I'm really worried that something's very wrong. Whereas if you can kind of maintain, you know, cool, calm, composure, like you knew, normally would with your pet, you're taking that extra level of stress out of the equation for them. So just, you know, make sure they're safe, give them somewhere to hide, try and mask the noise. If you are really concerned about your pet, this is something that is a recurrent feature for your pet and it really adversely affects them. Have a chat with your vet. There are some anxiety medications that we can prescribe in very special, specific situations for these pets. It's not something I'd recommend for the vast majority of pets in this situation. But if it is something that's really, really worrisome for your pet, 
chat it through with your vet just to see if there's anything additional that can be done. Okay, uh, pet help please. We have a cockapoo 18 months old and her behaviour has changed for the worst since we got a puppy. We got the puppy to give her some company. The older dog has become very aggressive to us, goes in under the bed once she knows I'm going to cage her if I need to go for a run to the shop. She shows all her pearly teeth and acts as if she's going to pounce on me. I'm actually starting to get afraid of her now. What can I do? I don't show any preference to the new puppy. It's the very same breed. The puppy is uh, five months old and the older dog is spayed. Um, I'm driven demented from her bad behaviour now at this stage. Any advice from Jane, please? Oh, my heart goes out to you. That sounds like a really, really difficult situation. I think it's probably no coincidence that the behaviour started around the time the new puppy was introduced. Now, you know, having a new dog or cat come into the house can can is always kind of going to be a stressful experience for everyone involved, even the humans that have brought it in there and the other existing pets. But normally things mellow after a little while once the pet learns that, you know, nothing bad, nothing bad is going to happen. I'm still here. I still have the love and attention of my owners. But look, we all have different personalities and dogs all have different personalities. So we're all going to react in a slightly different way. So I think it sounds like you've taken some good steps in making sure they're both kind of getting equal attention. Um, but it seems to maybe in this particular situation with this particular pet personality have not really cut the mustard and, and they're struggling. It's more than likely the fact that they feel like their doggy resources are challenged. So they will want free access to food, water, somewhere comfy to sleep and snuggles, okay? So all of a sudden they would have been kind of, let's say, the only child in the situation and now all of that's being divided. But there are some basic things you can do to maybe make that challenge a little bit easier for them. So I would never try and force the puppy and the dog together to play. Just let them have their own space. The other thing is make sure that they're fed in different rooms and that their water is in different rooms and that they potentially have attention at different times of the day, okay? Make sure that your dog is getting out and about a lot to burn off some energy. So if it's appropriate, take them for nice long walks morning and evening so they feel like they're getting to see the outdoors, getting some fulfillment and getting some one-on-one time with you as well. What I would say is if we've got to the point where there's aggression involved, safety really has to come first there. So, you know, you need to make sure that you're protected and everyone in your family is protected to avoid any, any nasty situations. What I would say is if you're getting to the point at this point where you're a little bit afraid of her um, and the aggression that's happening, that's nothing to be ashamed of. I'd say it's good to say, you know, be able to say that that's occurring. But it's really time, I think, to get a veterinary behaviourist involved now before things get any worse. So what I would do in this situation is I would chat to your vet, actually, and let them know exactly the same concerns you've outlined here. Be very open about it and ask for a referral to a veterinary behaviourist because they'll know who's, who's active in the area. There's not that many of, let's say, the, the majorly qualified ones in the country but they'll be able to, to source somebody for you and hopefully get you a referral because okay. it really is something that might need kind of dealing with from the bottom up. And I, and I don't want to be the bearer of bad news here but when I read that text coming in the very same situation happened to a family member of mine. They had a cockapoo decided to get a puppy because they thought she'd won company. She mm-hmm. never ever took to the younger dog mm-hmm. for two years they put up with it. They did exactly as he said. They went to uh, lessons, the whole lot. It just mm-hmm. simply didn't work. And she, the older dog ended up getting very aggressive towards the younger dog, drew blood, the whole lot. And they ended up having to, sadly, had to rehome the older dog. And funny enough, the older dog, she ended up going to a couple on their own without children. And she's 
got on fantastic, is still getting on fantastic mm-hmm. and there's no signs of aggression. But she's very much a dog that needs to be on her own with all of the mm-hmm. attention. So you do have to bear that in mind. It, it can happen as well. But listen, good luck and hopefully it will work out uh, for you. OK, let's stay on uh, behaviours because Mary says, question for Jane, please. I have a two-year-old Cocker Spaniel Labrador mix. That's quite a big dog, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Very friendly with my family and my grandchildren, but it's with strangers. He has this really, really aggressive bark. One person has suggested that I should use a bark collar, but I don't want to do that because I believe a bark collar hurts would hurt him. Could Jane suggest, is there anything else um, I could do? He doesn't bite anyone. He just barks really aggressively. But I don't know whether he would go on to bite somebody, and that's my real fear. Yeah, a uh, similar situation here. It is really keeping everybody safe first. And it sounds like at the moment it's just barking, but you're really right to think a step ahead. And barking is kind of one step on the ladder of aggression. If, if a dog gets more overstimulated, more anxious, more afraid, that can escalate to showing kind of overt aggression. So a bite. Um, I would say that if your pet is okay with, let's say, people he's familiar with and he's not okay with strangers, part of it might be he's kind of protecting his family. That's one dynamic that can happen. So let's say you're out on a walk and you're walking with family and he's on a lead and then the stranger comes towards you and there's a big woof woof happens. It might be that he thinks that the strangers are a threat to you and his pack, essentially, and he might be trying to protect you. That's one dynamic that can happen. Um, and that's, that's a challenging one to break because obviously when we're out on a walk and somebody walks towards us, they'll usually pass us and go on by and he thinks he's done a brilliant job protecting his family. So it's what, happens, happens, it's what happens with the postman, isn't it? They bark, bark, exactly. bark. Exactly. And then the postman exactly. leaves and the dog thinks, haven't I been wonderful? I've chased him away. Absolutely the same dynamic. So it's a very difficult one to break because it's continually reinforced. But there is a possibility it's another dynamic. So it, it could be anxious and fearful. So it could be that the stranger's coming towards him and he doesn't know quite what's going to happen and he's worried for himself. So he's doing a big wolf wolf so he can scare the stranger away. And again, the stranger gets scared away because they generally pass off, same as the postman, and he thinks he's done a good job, so it reinforces it. I think it's a case of maybe sitting down and having a think, well, when does this happen? Does it happen every time he sees a stranger or are there specific times? And from that, you might be able to figure out, well, does he think he's protecting his family, he's protecting his pack, or is he genuinely afraid because it's happening when he's more isolated or in a new place or out of context of where he would normally be? And that can help a little bit. Just make sure everyone's safe. Make sure your dog's going to lead in environments where there's people where you wouldn't know. So there's a potential for aggression. Um, so similar advice to the last time, if it doesn't begin to settle with some gentle reassurance and maybe some dog training, again, behaviourist referral will be the way to go here. These issues can be really, really complex. So they can. They can be very, very challenging to sort. But I think the thing is, if you're picking up on it early, that makes it easier to deal with because all these behaviours don't have years of reinforcement and ingraining into how that dog's brain works. So it is a little bit easier to get to the bottom. But, you know, no dog tends to act out for, for no apparent reason. These dogs don't have an agenda. They don't tend to do these things to be nasty or annoying. It generally is coming from a place of either wanting to fulfil their instincts to protect their pack or fear or yeah. or kind of insecurity. So there's always a reason behind it. OK, and Maria has an eight-month-old Shih Tzu Maltese puppy finding it very hard to house train her she just doesn't seem to be able to hold on to it if the back door is open fine she'll trot outside do her business but if the door is closed she'll do it in the house uh, any help please would be gratefully appreciated she also poops in her bed which I'm told is not common yeah that's not particularly common I must admit normally they want to 
kind of keep their den area nice and clean. Um, so I think what I do first and foremost do with the pooping is just make sure you have a really freshly washed bed ready to go every time that does happen so that the sense of it's not there, encouraging her to, to do it again a second time. She might just be a little bit confused and kind of be smelling the sense and go, oh, that's my toilet, I must do it there again. So rather than just clean away the poop, just make sure you have a totally fresh bed to switch over. So maybe having that might help to break that cycle, and it should do. You know, natural instinct to keep the den clean will kick in. As regards the toilet training, it's good that she's wanting to let herself out to do her own business when the, the door is open. That's great. It means that she has the idea and you're, you're onto, onto a winner there. But I think what's probably happening is she may just be one of those puppies that doesn't have a really obvious signal to you or hasn't found a really obvious signal to you to say, Mum, I want to go outside. I want to do my peas outside. So you need to try and make it easier. So either let her out more often, so open the door and let her out more often so that you're giving her every chance to keep doing it right because the last thing you want is for her to go backwards and start doing the peas inside even when the door is open. But one thing you can do is, I've heard of people that if they um, hang some bells like just above puppy height so that if they're at the door and scuffling around at the door, it almost makes the bell ring slightly and that's almost an alert to you that my dog's hanging around the door, they might want to go out and leave them out. And I think watch them for really, really subtle signs. So if you're noticing your puppy just kind of hanging around or sniffing or circling or just looking a little bit lost, chances are they might want to go to the bathroom to take them outside. So it's probably just that your puppy has the right idea, knows they need to do their business outside, but just hasn't really got the, the communication or signaling with you right down. So just being, being really, really watchful and trying to pick on, what, well, what's my puppy's exact signal? And that's going to have to... That's going to mean you're going to just have to be really, really observant if you can, but maybe try the bell trick. It can help a little bit. Okay, and it will come with time. Listen, Jane, pleasure as always. Have a good week and we'll chat next Thursday. You too. Thank Thanks you for that. That is Jane Pickett, the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.